Let's dental. Today we will discuss about the varicella zoster infection. It causes vesiculobullous and ulcerative lesions in the oral cavity. This varicella zoster virus is a herpes virus. It comes under alpha herpes virus virus. It causes two types of infection that is primary infection and the secondary infection. The primary infection we call it as the chicken pox and the secondary infection is called as the zoster or herpes zoster infection or otherwise it is called also called as the shingles. Okay, and this primary infection after primary infection this become this virus becomes latent in the ganglions mainly the dorsal root ganglia or sometimes even the ganglia of the cranial nerves and whenever the patient becomes immunocompromised or elderly patients or the patient is HIV positive in such cases or in uh, if the patient is on chemotherapy whenever the, like that in the, whenever the patient becomes immunocompromised this latent virus becomes activated and present as the shingles or the zoster in the in clinically so after the this mainly this in particular virus affects mainly the epithelial cells of the skin and mucosa and the transmission for this virus is mainly through the respiratory routes so the transmission is not through the contact of the lesions through the lesions but it is mainly through the respiratory routes and the once the virus enters the body the incubation period is about 2 to 3 weeks by the 2 to 3 after 2 to 3 weeks only the clinical presentation will start that is primary infection presents clinically so coming to the clinical features of this particular viral infection primary infection presents as the as we discussed it presents as chicken pox there will be first there will be low grade fever and malaise to the patient and followed by the maculopapular rash will appear on the skin this will be more pruritic that is patient feels a very severe itching sensation along this rash and these lesions will appear in the central of the body center part of the body that is mainly they will start on the trunk and the face typically this is the main characteristic feature of this particular primary infection with the varicella zoster virus infection the lesions are the maculopapular rash in the starts in the trunk and the face then they will spread centrifugally to the sides of the body and also to the hands and legs these macular papular rash becomes starts forming vesicles their rupture forms ulcers these ulcers then scab then they will crust and heal by themselves in about 1 to 2 weeks all this uh, process of appearing from the macula pain pruritic sensation rash to the uh, healing takes about 1 to 2 weeks so most of the time they will be self healing only thing we have to check is the patient should be like we should avoid getting secondarily infected these lesions should be prevented from the getting secondarily infected with the bacteria otherwise they will be self healing within about 1 to 2 weeks very rarely even they will attack the central nervous system and cause encephalitis and even they cause hepatitis or myocarditis and pneumonia also but these are the rare complications of this primary infection with the varicella zoster virus very if the patient is already immunocompromised and having this primary infection they will have more severe presentation clinically that is they will have very high grade fever and the pruritus will be very severe and the lesions will take more time to heal and the pain will be more this is about the primary infection with the varicella zoster virus infection next comes the secondary infection that is whatever the virus is healed off once the lesions are healed off after primary infection they become latent in the ganglia that is mainly the dorsal root ganglia of the spinal cord the, again when the patient becomes elderly or patient becomes immunocompromised 
these lesions this virus will present as the shingles this is mainly affects the adults and the elders what how it appears clinically means these shingles will first appear uh, first start as the very severe or uh, like aching or the burning pain along a dermatome that is mainly unilateral because the from the ganglion they will spread along the nerves nerve branches so this is the reason they this pain will be along a nerve branch and it will be unilateral and there will be a burning sensation along the skin so then the in those in that particular linear path only the vesicles will appear they will appear like a cluster of vesicles these vesicles will rupture and form ulcers and they will heal but after healing there will be hypopigmentation will will be seen in many patients mainly the thoracic and the lumbar parts of the spinal cord are mainly main dermatomes involved with this zoster and uh, sometimes even the patients after some patients will have these lesions and some patients they will be asymptomatic with the vesicles or anything clinically nothing will be seen directly they will develop a facial palsy also this is one of the like a complication of this zoster and sometimes also it occasionally causes like acute retinal necrosis instead of the clinical vesicle presentation that is apart from the vesicles and uh, presentation ulcers and healing some patients will present directly as the facial palsy or the acute retinal necrosis coming to the complications of this zoster infection the main common complication of this is the called as post herpetic neuralgia this is nothing but after the even the lesions are healing patients will complain complain of pain severe burning type of pain along the distribution of the nerve that is continuously present even after the um, first first onset of the lesions that is about, if the pain continues about for 30 to 120 days after the first onset this is referred to as the post herpetic neuralgia it is more common in old age adults if the prodromal pain was very severe those patients are more prone to develop this post herpetic neuralgia and if they have the clinical presentation very severe also we can expect post herpetic neuralgia in those patients after the lesions have healed and in the coming to immunocompromised patients also this complication is common and they will have even bilateral presentation and sometimes even the multiple dermatomes are present involved with this zoster and the lesions will be atypical presented atypically presented clinically and there will be severe pain and severe ulcers and uh, if the in these immunocompromised patients if even anterior horns of the spinal cord are, are also involved and leads to the paralysis in the patient so, so this is about the skin lesions of the varicella zoster and the varicella there is chickenpox primary and the secondary infection coming to the orofacial area presentation of this particular viral infection in the orofacial area in in the primary varicella zoster that is in the chickenpox the oral ulcers will be seen when the face is affected but these lesions will be of any clinical significance because they will be very minute ulcers in the mouth and they will heal within 1 2 days without any notice notice by the patient but when when we come to the zoster that is recurrent varicella zoster virus infection it may affect if the geniculate ganglion is involved it will most commonly the trigeminal nerve is involved if the trigeminal nerve is involved it may cause affect the ophthalmic branch of the trigeminal nerve or the maxillary or the mandible accordingly the lesions will be seen if the ophthalmic is involved we call it as the herpes zoster ophthalmicus and mainly these lesions are the vesicles are seen on the upper lip forehead and the scalp if the ma maxillary branch is involved we will see these lesions on the upper lip middle face palate 
and these are typically unilateral in any branch and if the mandibular branch is involved we'll see the lesions on the lower face that is chin lower lip mandibular gingiva and also the tongue so these ulcers typically if they are present in the oral cavity they will then they will be presenting linearly so all these linear ulcers will coalesce and form a large ulcer and they, this ulcer will have the scalloped border this is a typical presentation of the ulcers in the mouth that is scalloped border will be present for this herpetic uh, varicella zoster virus ulcers these ulcers anyhow they will heal within 10 to 14 days as in the skin and the complication is that is post herpetic neuralgia complication is very rare in the oral cavity along the oral orofacial region other uncommon complications will be like ramsay hunt syndrome this is the main characteristic feature in the orofacial region this is the main common complication we will see that is called as the ramsay hunt syndrome in this there will be involvement of the geniculate ganglion and causes it causes like bell's palsy the vesicles will appear in the external ear and also there is loss of taste sensation along the anterior two-third of the tongue. These are the main three characteristic features of the Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. This syndrome manifests when there is involvement of the geniculate ganglion. The clinical features will be one is Bell's palsy, the second is the vesicles found on the external ear and also there is loss of taste sensation along the anterior two-thirds of the tongue. So this is the main common, uh, sorry, uncommon complication only, but the typical complication in the orofacial area. In the HIV patients, again, this herpes zoster infection leads to exfoliation and even the osteonecrosis of the teeth. Osteonecrosis of bone and the, there will be exfoliation of the teeth if it involves the maxilla or the mandible. Coming to the differential diagnosis, what are all the other things we need to consider to differentially diagnose? it from the other diseases. When there is, whenever in the joster if the patient has this prodromal pain and the dentist may misdiagnose it as the dental pain that is it may be like pulpite thinking it is a pulpitis they may even treat with the endodontic treatment will be done. This is one thing we have to differentiate pulpitis from the this prodromal pain of joster and other is like herpes simplex viral infections in these cases if we tell we have to differentiate it from the herpes simplex means we have to to the culture but most of the time the typical uh, centrifugal presentation of this varicella and the unilateral presentation of this joster will differentiate clinically from the herpes simplex viral infections and coming to the other ulcers in the mouth like chronic ulcers pemphigus pemphigus we can differentiate because there will be singular uh, single ulcers and they will be chronic and they will be progressing ulcers compared to the varicella joster virus ulcers in HIV fashions, we need to differentiate this from the acute necrotizing ulcerative periodontitis because the, the here it will be more common in HIV patients. Both are very common like Joster and also the uh, acute necrotizing ulcerative gingivitis. We need to differentiate it from this. Next, what are the laboratory tests we can do to differentiate means? First is the cell culture. We will see the multinucleated epithelial cells but these cells are also seen in the herpes simplex infection and these two we have to differentiate clinically but this is more confirmative about the herpes infection. Next is the stained staining of the smear. So smear is stained with the standard laboratory stains and we will see this multinucleated epithelial cells. Next we can see do the direct fluorescence to find out the HSV, sorry, varicella joster virus antigens to find out the antigens using the fluorescent antibodies. 
so this is about the diagnosis one is the cell culture one is the staining of the smear and the direct immunofluorescence is done so most of the time we don't need to go with the laboratory test most of the time it will be diagnosed by clinical presentation only because they have the typical characteristic features of clinical presentation Mo mostly pre uh, preceded with the fever in the primary infection and in the primary infection we will see the uh, onset of the lesions will be in the center of the body that is trunk and face when coming to the joster we have the typical presentation of unilateral presentation which will help us to reach the diagnosis of varicella joster virus infection next management we will discuss the this management of these varicella joster infections in the next episode thank you